I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Comment Writers, episode 9. We are here to discuss Comment Writer Geats, episode 9, as well. I'm your host. My name is Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Toby. What's up, Toby? Not much, Josh. How's your day going? My day is uh, going swimmingly. Ew. That's my favorite smart-ass I guess, adjective, right? I used <laughs> okay. to describe things sometimes when people are like, how's your day? Swimmingly. That, that <laughs> or living the dream. Because a lot of people get mad if you say you're living the dream. Because it's such like a horrible cliche. Living the dream. So I love that one too. I had, let me, um, this, this, is, this is fun and exciting, I'm sure, for um, podcasting. <laughs> there was, uh, here it is. I'm scrolling, for, scrolling backwards in text messages so I can relay a story to you. Uh, live text message reading. Because you said live in the dream. Someone <laughs> sent me a uh, tweet. So there is a Twitter account called Midwest versus everybody and does a lot of like Midwest tropes. And it was if you ask a Midwesterner, how are you? And they respond with, well, I'm here or, oh, it's going. Send help immediately. It's a desperate <laughs> cry for help. <laughs> and then the reply to that is if you say, oh, you know, live in the dream, it roughly translate to, tr- translates to life sputters on as I drift listlessly through an endless abyss. <laughs> that sounds like what I'm doing. So that works. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty fitting. Yeah. Yeah. If you say anything other than like, oh, I'm good. I'm doing good. Doing good. It means that, yes, like depression has struck. <laughs> you are in dire straits. Send help. Uh, I'm not in dire straits, though. I'm, I'm uh, in generally uh, good spirits. That's good, because I need to uh, talk to you about something with this show. Okay. So we should really get like an actual like theme song theme song for us. Oh, I agree. Or like like an intro song or whatever. So I was thinking, maybe we should use the uh, the female pop song uh, "Common Over Baby" by Christian Aguilera. <laughs> Aguilera. <laughs> that that's the part that got me. <laughs> Uh, my eyes were rolling so hard, I almost missed the second one. <laughs> There's three of them in there. Wait, hit, hit me with it again. Okay. The song Common Over Baby by yep. Chris Neon Aguitzlera. Oh, I, missed, I missed Chris Neon the first time. Wow. This might be your magnum opus. <laughs> That's truly something. <laughs> Uh yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look into that. I don't I don't know if uh Chris Neon Lara is available these days. Uh, no, she probably not... is. Come on. <laughs> I don't think she's returning my calls either way. Ah, uh, okay. That's a bummer. You know how it goes. <laughs> I want you to know how hard I workshopped that one, trying to figure out a way to make it even like remotely funny. And this is really the best I could do. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's that's great um, <laughs> we, we do have a theme song for our episode i don't know have you ever listened to one of our episodes you have yeah you have i know you have yeah i, I was the, i mean the first time i focused on the intro 
And then since then, I do not. Much like the way the show works, where I listen to the intro the first time, exactly. and never again. Little do you know, I change up the intro every single time. Like it's a different. It's not really. It's not, I'm lying. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> every episode, I'm just picking a new song. No, I'm I'm very proud of the um, the song choices for our intro and our outro songs because I feel like they're like certified bangers that I found <laughs> for for this. <laughs> As the kids say, it gets me hyped to edit the episode every time. That's good. Yeah, you know, you gotta gotta get little wins for yourself, right? Yeah. See, I'm I'm raised on on Netflix and that damn skip intro button. <laughs> so I pretty much do that for anything on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. My my rule uh, for podcast intros is they need to be pretty short, like 15 seconds or less. Is it really what the the goal is? I think that's like right where ours is. Because it's nice to have a little bit of like a you know setting up a tone kind of a deal. I like a little bit of like a bed of music as you're kind of doing your your intro discussion. But yeah, if like if I have to sit through like a minute long intro before your podcast starts, I'm just I'm turning it off before <laughs> it even begins. So this this intro conversation just reminded me. So I'm going to talk adjacent to you and not to you right now. So when we used to do our Geek Pop podcast, the intro song I chose was basically like a chiptune rock song. Yeah. By some Indonesian Indonesian band, I think they were. I think that's like, right. Yeah. So I forget how it even came up, but somehow they figured out that we were using the their song as the intro. And they were like, oh, that's cool, or however that worked out. But it was such like a weird combination of things happening. Like anything we do, I don't assume is that big. But somehow like this this tiny ass chiptune rock band, which we're putting lots of adjectives in the genre here already. So we're getting into they're getting into the trenches of musical t- <laughs> musical styles, but somehow they figured out who we were and it all came together. And that was, that was a wild day. How did I, I don't I remember this happening, but I remember no specifics about it. Like did they reach out to you? Like I forget if they reached out like directly to me or if it was a comment on like an overanalyzed video or someone on their band camp or something. Like I truly don't remember how <laughs> how it all came together how did you find that song originally i think or not i think there there was some band camp i used to follow that like every year would put out like this is chiptunes volume three four five blah 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 oh nice so just the one year i happened to hear that song as one of them and like my thing especially when we used it for the podcast was i wanted the like the quick hits in the intro of the song to like get get the people hyped but it had the easy fade out point off of that point. It did. We could, like, yeah. we could like fade into us talking right away. Yeah. It was perfect for that. <laughs> I, I can, I can still hear that song in my head right now. Like that's, that's yeah. You, you picked an iconic one for sure. <laughs> the, our songs for this, for this show just come from the like YouTube music archive, like the, the, the you know, YouTube safe music archive, because since we were going to put these on YouTube, I had to pick something that YouTube wasn't going to content flag us for. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we chose, uh, which, yeah, there's a lot of music on there, but it's it, it's kind of slim pickings as well. Like there's really there's not a ton. You're not going to find any Chris Neon Aggie's Lara on there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm glad that's going to stick for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Toby, we're talking about Common Rider Geats episode nine for this episode. Episode nine is a monumental battle, I guess we'll say, 
It is finally we are reaching the conclusion of a world. We've been fighting a final boss, a cactus Venus flytrap monster for a couple episodes, and we're going to finish him, darn it, in this episode. It's finally time. Finally. We, uh, we talked last episode about the intro changing as the cast members came and went. We got to see one of those changes this time because last episode, Kawa got eliminated. Uh, Common Rider Tycoon ha- is no longer. There are only three left, so now uh, he's kind of been scrubbed from the Common Rider sort of walkout at the end. It's just the three that are left now. Uh, Kawa doesn't play as prominent of a role in the intro anymore. So that's cool. We got to see that change happen. We're all growing together. <laughs> we certainly are. <laughs> Neon does the kind of like intro this time since Kwa's not around. Neon demands to know why the game isn't over. And turns out the game's not over just because the, the boss decided not to die. It wasn't super clear. <laughs> yeah, like the the end of the last episode was, hey, just so you know, like the closing ceremonies didn't start. This must be bad. And then there's what come into next time of like, yeah, by the way, there was more to this. We just didn't tell you or we didn't know or. <laughs> yeah. The uh, t- turns out the the monster just decided to kind of walk outside the, the GMR area, which then expanded. And, you know, he found his can. It was laying in a river. He picked it up and then he swallowed it. Just decided to <laughs> swallow his energy drink whole. So clearly that's that's bad. You got to kick the can. Can't kick the can if it's inside the monster. Uh, Geats has some line about like, ah, these monsters learn and, and adapt and evolve. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> then Toby, our first big shock of the episode happens. The game master shows up. He walks out on the floating platform. He needs help. <laughs> <laughs> he needs young teenagers with attitude. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It really, it really felt like a Zordon moment. <laughs> he says he has an emergency situation and he, Gives the three remaining common riders eggs. <laughs> yeah, like for the the main vibe of most of this episode is kind of serious. Like it's like a main driver episode. Like everything's gonna finish up nicely and whatever. And they're like, hey, by the way, the best weapons you could possibly get, we're gonna give you a way to get them. You have to grow the weapons. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they go. Here's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like gigantic, like dinosaur egg looking things too. <laughs> they're just, they're ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> it's like, um, it's like that class in high school where you had to carry around a fake baby and keep it alive. It's like that. So like, I don't think we ever did that. And I, I mean, I surely, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you, but even like my old school, like nineties high schooling, I think we were remotely past the point of like women's home ec versus guys home ec. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah. We, we never had that fun. We never did the, we never did carry the egg and protect the egg. We never did that one. We never did the carry the babies because that would have been annoying as shit. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't. So I, we had home ec in my high school. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to take home ec. Or did I take home ec? There, so there was a, at one point there was a class that I was in that I wanted to take and I didn't, I didn't join. Or no, I was joining a club. That's what it was. I wanted to do with some some club. I think that was like home ec related <laughs> because you had to pick something. And I was trying to avoid math club because I didn't <laughs> want to do math club. And I went to the home ec club. And the first day, the math teacher came to the home ec club 
and pulled me out of it and told me that I had to be in math club. This is some real villain story shit right here. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. No, I had to go be on the, the, uh, what's it called? It's not, it's not like math. Maybe it is mathlete. Like I was literally on a competition team where we did math. That was the sport. I, th- I think it was mathletes because I remember that stupid name. Like yeah. the general vibe statement of there's mathletes. So I was, I was so bitter about it too, that I was forced. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone, I don't remember seeing anyone carrying the babies around. I only know that from like movies. <laughs> That's like <laughs> a, a constant trope in movies of, well, you got to keep the, the fake baby alive. Uh, take that jock. <laughs> And then there always be the the happy moments where they would cheat and the baby really be okay. And then the cool guy was like, I'll raise this kid. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. It's just me. <laughs> well, Geats is ready for that challenge. Buffa is like not into it, obviously, because it's eggs and it's stupid. And Geats is like, well, listen, if you want to become the desired deity, then you have to be able to win any game. <laughs> even <laughs> even egg hatchet. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Geats is Geats pretends to be very into it we we cut out to our final boss battlegrounds again we see a cute little couple they have a little baby uh, everything seems like everything's very happy they're looking at their cute little baby and then oh god the baby gets stomped <laughs> everything goes wrong it, the baby doesn't really get stomped but I thought it was going to happen there's a the big foot comes down the baby kind of falls on the ground it was a, it was it was either that or it looked like he punched I forget what the uh, the literal emotion was, but I feel like there was definitely either punched the baby in the face or like kicked the baby in the face. <laughs> I, I think the stroller tips over. I think I think the baby kind of like falls on the ground from the stroller tipping over. I don't know. And there's a, there's a Giamato that like checks on the baby too, like like kneels down in front of the baby and like looks at it for like a really long time. It's very it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> no, this, so I, I just rewound it because I could have swore there was some sort of violence here. He, he kneeled, the one that kneels down looks at the baby. Yeah. Right before it cuts away, he pulls an open hand back like he's going to strike forward. So oh, he dear God. He didn't actually swing, but he definitely makes a motion of, I'm going to either steal this thing or I'm going to smack it or something's going to happen here. Oh, my God. Yeah. I missed that completely. The this show is, this goes is like hard. This is like this is like the tree thing from last time. Where I was like, "Where the fuck did the tree come from?" <laughs> it is, yeah, it really is. <laughs> to uh, we'll that. break the fourth wall for a second. Josh, look at this card. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh my god, you're right. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, because it, it's a, it's a pretty long scene, kind of like where he like in you know in comparison to the rest of the Giamato scenes, where he kneels down, he's looking at the baby, like trying to check it out, and then yeah, this this frame you just sent me. It's him just like like pulling his hand back really aggressively. Like very clearly he's gonna gonna strike this child. <laughs> Man, that's nuts. The show's, the show's wild. messing around. Yeah. The show is wild. Out here, out here hitting babies. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody transforms with eggs, Toby. Everybody does their henshin and they have their egg. I thought it was pretty cute. Neon's like she says gets caught. Like as if like it got caught in her outfit while she transformed. Really, it just like it, she had it wrapped up in a little bundle. <laughs> and I think the reason they did that was so she could use her claws. Like she couldn't hold it with her claws at the same time. So they had it get caught in her in her outfit. 
<laughs> I, I guess so. I was trying to figure out what it was stuck to, too, because it seemed like she had it set up like that on purpose. Yeah. Like, I know it, she said, oh, it's stuck now, but it seemed like she made like a nice rope net to keep it attached because they all kind of had things like that all together. Yeah. Yeah. They, they eventually had like good setups basically for how they were handling it, or at least Neon and, and Geats did. Uh, because because Buffa, his approach is just setting his egg down. He finds a good good spot to lay it down. He's like, yeah, you're you're good. <laughs> I, I appreciate everyone's different vibes. Like I wrote down like the other things. Like Neon's move was, I'm gonna keep the egg warm until it hatches, which is the normal, yeah. Like I'll, I'll call it maternal instinct, I guess. Sure. And it also led to a weird scene where like, a Giamoto's head was looking like it was held on the egg. But like visually, it just looked like his head's on her boobs. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, that was a weird choice. <laughs> so hers was, I'm going to warm the egg. And then like uses his head to like warm it. And it just seems real awkward. Uh, Buffa's move was just like, fuck this. I'm setting it down and walking away. <laughs> yep. And the surprise one to me out of all of them was Geats literally starting now and pretty much the entire episode talks to the egg like it's a... <laughs> baby like an actual child and he's like yep. come on little guy we got this i'll take care of you you'll be safe <laughs> my at my my complete note for this is geats is talking to his egg lol because <laughs> <laughs> he gives it a pep talk here <laughs> he's like yeah we're, we're gonna do this you're gonna help me defeat this this big monster and he like holds it up like we, we got this together <laughs> you and me <laughs> He does he does do a funny move where he like he throws the egg really far up in the air and that's when he like he jumps up onto the giant monster he finds sort of where in the monster the can is so like basically finds the weak spot of the monster turns out that was the secret mission so he gets the boost buckle so he lands and then catches the egg that he threw up so he must have tossed the egg like a mile into the air like a cool guy. Yeah, he he truly we, we've talked about it before. He's played this game for so long, so many years that a lot of what he does is just pure stunt mode. Just like <laughs> just trying to stunt on him. And this was one of them. The the part of this I didn't get and not that there's really like something they get with it. But for whatever reason, like the little communicators they all have. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, it, like he does a secret mission and the communicator goes spider mode activated <laughs> and then like turns into a spider for absolutely no reason disappears drops back down like a spider on a web and then hands him the boost buckle but i'm I not sure why <laughs> completely befuddled by that happening <laughs> never once before has that happened and yeah decided we're going full spider mode now it, they must have built that into the toy of that that they sell and then just had to shoehorn it in somewhere. Oh, okay. That, that would make sense, yeah. I guess. Like, it must have been like, this needs to be a more exciting toy. I don't know. Turn it into a spider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the midst of all this uh, egg talk, the boss disappears, and they head back to the lounge. So that was a pretty quick, quick little fight. And as soon as we got these eggs, it feels like, uh, they're starting to hatch. Neon's egg begins to hatch, and uh, as it breaks out of its shell... What comes out but a buckle. <laughs> she 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 gets the propeller buckle is what she unlocks. Buffa uh, takes a bit more of an aggressive approach. He bangs his egg on the table. Um, the butler guy kind of scolds him about it and says like, eh, maybe be a little bit less violent. And Buffa's like, hey, don't tell me how to raise my egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's my goddamn kid. <laughs> and Buffa's finally hatches as well. 
Buffa gets the drill buckle. The I think I think I think Geats at some point says like, yeah, if you pair that up with the zombie, it'll probably work pretty well or something like that. Yeah. Geats is Geats is real like laid back. He's he's just chilling. I was pretty much expecting well, I mean like I figured it'd be buckles or something more relevant to who they are and how the show works. I was half expecting like animals to come out. Or I was like hoping like it would like actually like hatch and be like Hey, here's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> here's your familiar. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he kind of said he, he called them key items at the beginning. So yeah, I was, I was pretty sure it was just going to be a buckle for, for, uh, for whatever they were going to be. Geats, however, doesn't his doesn't hatch, and um, everybody's like, "Oh, what's going on with yours?" And he's like, ah, "I guess it's going to take a little while. We'll see." <laughs> it's got to do what it's got to do. Yeah, he's he's going to be a little bit of a slow boy. Uh, I really like this part too. Geats is saying he's going to be the big winner. <laughs> he suggests that the other two uh, hide in the lounge so that they don't die. <laughs> so you've come this come this far. I mean, you might as well hide so you don't die. <laughs> yeah, and like some my note on that was so he gives a pretty good speech about like you know don't be stupid you're gonna die yeah. get out of here do whatever blah blah. So if he's played the game forever, which we know he has. How many times do you think he's given that speech of it makes more sense for all of you to quit? And how many times do you think it's actually worked where people just quit? Probably a lot to both. Because <laughs> <laughs> he also like he's doing it here, you know, knowing he's going to goad Buffa with it. Right. Like Buffa's never going to back down. And him just saying that is just going to get under Buffa's skin. So like. Maybe he was genuinely trying to save Neon in this because I think he actually cares about her. Uh, but yeah, the the Buffa side of it was was definitely just just to poke his buttons, <laughs> which he's been doing pretty much the entire game, yeah. at least the specific game. But yeah, I'm sure in two thousand years he's probably given that speech a ton of times and it's probably worked. <laughs> Someone was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just sit in here. <laughs> that is safer." I like how we assume the lore that he's actually been doing this for two thousand years. Like, it, it's mean, pretty much been solid. Like, he, he said it, and he makes the way he makes those offhanded comments do sound like he's being honest. Like when he was nice to Kawa at the end, and he's like, "You followed your heart. You did the right thing." And Kawa was like, "Well, that doesn't sound like you, really." And he's like, "Are you lying to me again?" And he goes, "Maybe." <laughs> and it's like that same vibe of like he probably wasn't, but when he presents things in like that matter, matter of factly fact. tone, it, yeah. I would assume it's probably real. But that that age one's still weird then. It's hard to say, yeah, because like he, he very well could be lying, <laughs> but I want it to be true so badly. <laughs> I want nothing more than for Geats to be two thousand years old. You uh, you also found a picture uh, exactly as we suspected the communicator phone toy that they sell. Uh, its main feature is that it's spider modes. <laughs> <laughs> Which so is yes, pretty at that, great. I, at that point, I would have to assume that it does it because they needed the toy. Yeah, because like selling a kid like a block of plastic that doesn't do anything is not fun, but selling a kid a block of plastic that turns into a spider now you're now you're fucking talking. That's a toy right there. <laughs> I, I think it must just be the the age, like the age I want to sell it to, because like so like you, I know we all know you have a child. I do, and like I know like for kids they sell the fake smartphones. And it's just oh, yeah. like a piece of plastic that looks like a smartphone. And there's an age group where that works. Where they're like, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm talking on the phone. This is fun. But like, so the, if it was a normal communicator, I feel like it would work if the show was geared like a little bit younger. 
but because it's probably gears towards like early teen, almost tennis boys, it's more so like this needs to do something cool too. Let's turn exactly. into a spider. Yeah, it needs to be a spider just like pretending to make phone calls. It's not going to cut it for this age <laughs> demo. Exactly true. You're right though, man. Kids, my my kid, anything that remotely is phone shaped is a phone toy <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's a big play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Neon, I thought in this conversation was like, she, again, she like kind of hits her resolve of like, no, I'm not, I'm not quitting. Like I've come this far. She says, I'm not going back to my old life empty handed. So she really, she stood, stood up for herself again. We, we kind of have followed the neon arc, I guess in uh, the past few episodes, but neon is still, uh, she's still here and she's still a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Geet says, like it or not, this is the final showdown. If you weren't aware, uh, then we, we get a little, little scene from neon. So we're not quite fighting a boss yet. We get a little interlude where everyone gets to spend some time alone. Neon is up first and she's streaming, but she's kind of really low energy. She says she has an important announcement. She's about to head into battle where her life is at stake and she asks for cheers. She says, you cheer for me. <laughs> Which very much gave like anime, like lend me your energy vibes for me. <laughs> yeah, so you just kind of get to see like Neon, I guess, like it's the weight of the situation for her in that. That's what we're seeing. The world is actually hitting now that, especially that Kawa is gone and she knows people die and shit happens and everything else. Like they're all hitting their points now of, okay, this is a real thing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, th- I think that was a good like juxtaposition with the scene we just got with Geats where, you know, she stands up for herself. She says like, no, I'm, I've come this far. I'm not going to back down now. And then you get the scene where she's like realizing how serious that is and what that means that she could die. Uh, her life's at stake. Yeah. She's like, she's like, yeah, this is true. I can't back down. I know what could possibly happen at this point, but we've come this way. We got to finish. Yep. Buffa is off on his own. He sees his dead friend again. This dude, this dude's just seeing dead people everywhere. Uh, his, he, lo- his he, dead... loves, he loves his ghost friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. He is, he is enamored with his ghost buddy. Uh, the ghost friend says, don't push yourself. It's okay to forget about me, <laughs> which I liked. And yeah, we're reminded that Buffa's card says he wants the power to destroy every single common rider. So yeah, I, I, I Buffa's manifesting his dead friend, telling him to forget about him. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Buffa should listen to his own psyche. <laughs> then finally, we get a look at Geats. He is—he's uh, training. He's kind of in that like rooftop area of the Common Rider training area, um, training room A thirteen or whatever the hell specific number it was. <laughs> exactly. He's doing some punches. He's just up there, just like just getting his punch on. And then he pulls out his coin, he looks at it, and we see that his egg still hasn't hatched. So his egg definitely is a late bloomer. Then, of course, we cut to the final showdown, trying to find out which one uh, is going to change the world, is what they ask us. I appreciate the weird, or maybe not weird. It's starting at this point in the episode. So this is like the point we're talking about right now is probably like 12 of 24 minutes into it. The whole rest of the thing is like super dramatic movie mode because all the song choices they pick for all these scenes, uh, like starting now, like they do a dramatic walk in together, all coming from different sides. Yeah. Like the, the, the knowing nod of like, okay, this is time. 
but it has like the inspirational music in the background and shit. Like it, they're, they're, they're like, as of right now, they're leaning in hard of this is something big. Yeah. That was cool. Like, you know, we talked about it a bit last time of like, this is the end of an arc. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this is the thing that's going to close out this game. And they're making that feel as monumental as it, as it kind of feels like it should be. As a viewer, it's a it feels like a big, huge thing because, you know, we're nine episodes deep. Like that's like, you know, if we're talking like American TV show seasons, that's like the majority of a season one. If you think about like 13 episode seasons. Yeah. So like we we're, we're pretty committed at this point, even though we're only nine episodes in. And yeah, we're actually like seeing a huge development the like, game in. So I like that they were they're treating it with that kind of respect. We get our first uh, henchins with the new buckles that that we got. Um, I wrote down these are clearly not top tier weapons. <laughs> <laughs> like they were very underwhelming. I thought that the um, the drill that Buffa got was like kind of lame. Like it's it's it looks like one of those drops that they got early on that were just like kind of the cheesy plastic looking weapons. Like the water like pipe. They, yeah, exactly. And like they don't have any like special like molding around them or like anything like that. They're not like they're not like the um the ninja buckle or anything like that. They're like the small versions of the of the buckles. Well, especially to like so hit like his with the the drill and her propeller was okay. But like it was weird to me that like they if it, this is like endgame gear, like her hammer when she got that buckle was like comically large and like badass yeah i expected the the drill one to be like actually like a massive drill and just kind of like actually be able to run through people which he has issues with when he tries to use it so just like a weird like they're really just half-assing these things right now i think i think sort of the because we we find out what gates um his his buckle is later on and it's like this super powerful sort of full transformation thing and he gets there you know, by sort of, well, he, he lets the egg that he has get hit by the big monster. And it's like after this kind of big speech. So I think maybe the implication is sort of, they didn't raise their eggs, right? <laughs> like <laughs> you, you did kind of a crappy job raising your egg. So you get kind of crappy buckles from it. I don't know, maybe, but yeah, yeah like, it, like, does, it doesn't feel like end game gear for sure. I mean, like, so since this is all very video gamey, we can tie it back to like, like clash of, clans or whatever the card game was and like a lot of this dumb phone games have like one hour two hour eight hour treasure chests unlock to like keep yeah. you in the game with like better like the, the eight hour unlocks or like the gold chests but the one hour ones or the crappy bronze ones or whatever so it seems like you're probably right with the same kind of vibe of like both theirs hatched early because they suck and his <laughs> took days or a day or whatever it was because it was supposed to be like more op yeah but one of those 24 hour chests yeah but like the other thing too, then is like, is it that, or like him raising his egg was I'm gonna stop the ultimate blade from the, the monster to crack it open, like if they would have did that with their eggs, would it have worked the same way, or is it specifically like that's, yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. I I don't know. Yeah, may, maybe because <laughs> yeah, he definitely hatched his in a much more dramatic way than just sitting in the lounge. And especially because, like, so he had the good one that he knew how to, we'll call it, raise it properly and did the crazy special magic thing and got a buckle, which we'll talk about in a second. But, like, 
this more than ever. I really feel like the whole thing is just geared towards Geats being able to win again. Yeah. Like I know he remotely knows what to do better too, but like, so of course, like the hero slash star of the show that always wins was somehow given like the most OP egg ever that was (laughs) hatched by him having like a moment of clarity again and being like, okay, you know what buff is basically like the argument or the fight was Buffa was near death. Uh, Geese was like, you know what? You said the right thing to me. Finally, where you're an okay person. I'm going to stop this death blow with this little egg. It just <laughs> seems like a weird moment of, does it just does it, like, since he cares more since like he saved someone else's life with it, is it better? Like there's tons of options of how that works. And it's hard to tell why it is. Yeah, it is. And also that, that moment is interesting when he saves Buffa because again, it's like he could be saving Buffa just to do it because he's a good person or he could be doing it because maybe he knew that this is how the egg's going to hatch or he knew it's going to pay off for him in the end. Um, it's, it's never quite clear what Geats's motivations are. <laughs> and I, I love that every time. Yeah. And then before we get to the buckle and we can move forward uh, again with the movie quality of music, there was like, uh, is Buffa going to die-ish kind of moment where he's like, zombies fight their best when they're almost dead and blah, blah, blah. And somehow with these faceless helmets, they managed to do like, you could almost see like their faces emoting at the scene, even though yeah. you can't see their faces at all, which I thought was awesome and very stylish and impressive considering the fact that it's just like these weird metal helmets. They did a great job with that. I, I agree. They, they, and they trashed Buffa's helmet too, which they, you don't see them do very often. Like they broke a horn off of it and they smashed one of his, um, his like eye screens. Like one of his eye things was like cracked at the end and had a big chunk missing. Like, so that really helped with the, the emotion of it too. Um, it looked like he was ragged and beaten up and like about to die. Um, so yeah, as soon as I saw his eye was cracked, I'm like, oh, he's the, the death blows coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then of course, yeah, Geats, Geats blocked it. But yeah, they, they, that more than anything was like, you never see a Kamen Rider's like helmet get smashed up really. And the fact that that happened was wild. <laughs> like the, the only thing I think this whole season we've seen similar to that is like when they turned into zombies and they started doing like the eye stuff on the, like when they, in their zombie mode. Oh yeah. But yeah, to show off like actual damage on the helmets, like I, it doesn't come up very often. So after all that rambling about this crazy situation, Geats cracks his egg, and Josh, what buckle did he get? <laughs> he gets what they call the monster buckle, and I wrote down this thing is wild looking. <laughs> it's kind of hard it, to describe. Yeah, it's like it turns the bottom of his face into like a giant monster mouth, sort of. Um, his, he gets like big giant arms. It's all like red and yellow. Looks like a happy meal toy sort of, but like not as lame as that sounds. (laughs) I I think it, I think it genuinely looks very cool. It's making like video game noises, like bleeps and bloops and stuff like you would hear in like an old school game. And it's doing like comic book style, like effects around it. Like it almost looks like it's doing like bam, pow kind of like it moves (laughs) around. Like it's doing that sort of like, uh, visual effect and the, the the best visual like our part that i think it had was like the boost buckle you rev up like a motorcycle and they'll have like their own little twisty things for like the propeller and stuff 
Yeah. The monster one has eyes that open and close when you push its head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it, and it, it like has it has like emotion and feeling it seems like it interacted with Geats in a way that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually the little monster living on the buckle. <laughs> I I really loved the monster buckle. It is it is over the top and ridiculous, but it is the perfect like um, and Geats even says, "Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna one hit KO the world with this thing," <laughs> <laughs> and it, it feels perfect for that. And it just worked. And like, of course, like it was just like the fight pretty much stops after that. He gets the cool guy buckle, throws the uppercut of the century, and just punches the monster and the can and everything into oblivion. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that we got that got that form for this. The mission clears, of course, after that. Geats wins. And then, who is hiding in the shadows, Toby? Out of nowhere, Pump Jack just shows He's, up. <laughs> our pumpkin boy is back. <laughs> he wanders from, uh, from, from, yeah, from the rubble. And uh, Pump Jack is back. He, he, like, demorphs. And he's, like, this cool, like, leather jacket-looking dude. And he says, this next Grand Prix is going to be a banger. (laughs) And you know he's like the cool, suave, badass guy because he has little red highlights in his hair. Like he's like like the most emo boy looking of them all. But you you know he's going to be the cool guy. It's very Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I agree. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) But it it is that that vibe of like he looks like a guy who would have unnecessary zippers on his pants. (laughs) Like it's that sort of a that sort of a thing. Nomura does not write. Uh, common writer shows. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should. <laughs> That'd be amazing if we had like common writer Sora. <laughs> I would want common writer Goofy. He'd he'd be my my main man. <laughs> you would. I love I love that. I thought the the Punk Jack stuff was just like a one off joke thing. But I love that he's like going to be this character that comes up again and and has like intricate lore. That's fantastic. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, and he was an admin, so like, we know like he's a higher-ranking yeah. official in all of this. And from clicking through, I usually try to like rewatch the videos as we talk about them, just to do like the little helpful notes as we go. Uh, when the fight was over, the monster actually went to sleep. Like when he pushed the button on his head, like the eyes would open and close real fast. But when the fight was over, the monster's eyes actually closed, like it was going to bed. Yeah, and he um he like takes the buckle off and like he like tells the monster it's okay to go to sleep or something like that. Like he like pats its head. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> he does. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Gates is Gates turns out is a, a very nurturing man with the egg <laughs> and now with the monster buckle. <laughs> Gates wins of course, but then he gets, he gets a chance to do uh, some real motivational speeches to the other two competitors before they fade away. <laughs> he, he tells, um, he tells Buffa, if you don't lose, you'll never get your chance to win. <laughs> Right. No, wait. If you don't lose, you'll get your chance to win. That's right. So basically he's telling him like, hey, if you survive, if if you don't die, you can play the game again. Eventually, maybe you can win the game. Um, But like, but him giving both of them the speeches and they like reflecting back to like KOI as a time of four and stuff. One of the dumbest tropes in all of media that they did in this too. Like, so the game's ending. Why does, why is it always wait until like, the person gets to give their final speech and then they die. <laughs> yeah. Like no matter what. It's, yeah. It's very like comic book. It's very action movie. It's like, uh, Oh, I'm dying, but let me, let me live long enough to tell you my motivations. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and it's it's like perfectly perfectly aligned here like geats says the thing to buffa they have like a stare and buffa fades away and then neon walks up after him and like and i was thinking like oh what why didn't neon disappear and neon's like guess you can't win just by telling yourself you will and then geats gets to do his like don't lose sight of your goals they'll come true one day and then a second he gets done talking like neon's like i'm fading away (laughs) (laughs) see you guys yeah so it's just like hilarious like as soon it was almost like uh, geats was like allowing them to pass sort of like yes i am done with you you may leave (laughs) i can see that especially if it's all like remotely geared towards him his world now yeah yeah (laughs) Maybe I'm, that I'm done with is. you now. <laughs> you may be dismissed. <laughs> uh, Geats. <laughs> then, then we get some sort of like setting up for the new world. So I'm I'm super excited to watch the next episode because the game runner lady um, pulls out Geats's card. She has a kind of disgusted look on her face as she's reading it. We don't know what it says yet. And the game master pops in and says you don't look uh too happy about the world being saved and she says it's it's what's on ace's card she says this is a wish that shouldn't be granted and the game master says listen like he won the game and that is something that should be awarded in turn you know he should he should get what his wish is so what do you think his wish could possibly be (laughs) that I feel like the easy one would be I will like I want the games to stop, right? Like I don't know what else would offend I she would get offended if A, the games are stopping, this is stupid. B, I'm taking over your job. Yeah. And like I don't know what C would be. I was thinking I was thinking it could be something like like we assume it's going to be something dramatic here, but it could be something simple and stupid like I want to date with you. <laughs> <laughs> because remember he he did like they had that little like dinner date early on in the show where she kind of like is asking him like, "Oh, you don't seem happy for a man who just won a game and had the world made in your image." And he like he jokes about like, "Oh, I'm I'm out to dinner with you, aren't I?" So I wonder if it wasn't like further, like you will, you will date me. <laughs> and she just is disgusted from that. So only because we keep saying the game master lady, it was actually remotely starting to bother me. Her I don't name know is, her name. Yeah. <laughs> so I IMDB'd it. She is Jirori, G-I-R-O-R-I. Oh, I don't, I think, I think in the show, or at least in our translation, her name was like something like, Suyomi or something like that. I don't know. Jirori. Yeah. I I think Suyomi maybe is what they called her in the show, but I might, I might be having that slightly wrong. So, but she clearly, she might be important. So yeah. (laughs) Well, there's also a lady actress that was Sumori. Oh, if you, so the game master, if you looked up game master, that's the dude with the mask. It doesn't, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then okay. Then her name is Sumori. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, it is. It is Sumori. Okay, okay. Sumori, I think is is maybe um, <laughs> who Gates wanted a date with. That's that's my that's my current running theory. Okay, there we go. And yeah, and we, the, and we, will, we will try to remember her name going forward to be played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> names are hard in general, and then when when it's like you know, there's a, a language barrier to the names as well. It gets it gets rough. I'm proud that I'm remembering the main characters so far. 
I, I um, couldn't remember KOI the first couple of weeks, which is why I was always say like nerd boy or hero boy or whatever. So yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I still am not, I don't remember what Buffa's name is. He, he will just forever be Buffa for me. Uh, we get to see the world get put back together. Um, it, it starts to get rebuilt in exactly the first, the way in the first episode where the bricks and stuff go back into place. We get to see the happy baby couple. Like everything's good. The baby's alive. Everyone's great. The Giamato didn't murder a baby. Just forget that ever happened. <laughs> See that 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 that's how you know they did the good thing. The yeah, baby got exactly. to the baby got to live. <laughs> then we get our big end of the episode reveal here. The lounge is dark, and a figure walks in. It's the game master, the guy we were just talking about, the guy with the mask, uh, the guy who gave the eggs <laughs> to the common writers. And he walks in. He sits down. He takes off the hood, and he's the guy who's been in the lounge as the butler this whole time. Okay. So I wrote that down and I was like, I thought it was, I was 99% sure. And then I was also expecting this conversation to come up and you to be like, it's no one we've seen yet. So, <laughs> uh, no, it, we, you get a, it's, it's a pretty quick look, but it's him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's him. So in the past and two episodes, now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> no, you're, you're probably right then, because we believe yeah. both at this point. Uh, so in the past two episodes, like when uh, Kawa was getting all hyped up, in the last one, I think more so, he would walk off screen for a second while they're having like their deep dramatic conversations, and they would have just like a quick cut of the bar host guy, like listening in intently or smirking or like. Yeah. Being a little too in- invested in what was going on more so than like you would think we was supposed to. So at least like remotely hinted towards it. Like it makes sense now that he is running the show. Um, it does make some of the other things make more sense when he was like, Neon, you should probably shouldn't do this in here or I'll <laughs> let you buy things, but we're not going to help you with the game because apparently it was his and it all actually like ties in pretty well. It does. And I think that it was a couple episodes ago. Now you pointed out like, as Kawa was sort of getting more um, sure of himself and like becoming more of a hero, there was a moment where this guy like kind of had like a proud of you sort of look on his face with Kawa. So yeah, that's, that's like kind of perfect. It was like, Oh yeah. Cause he's been sort of the one secretly running this game the whole time. It all came together nicely. I do think he was one of our predictions early on. We were talking about who the, the game master could be. Um, I think one of us said, like, oh, it could be the butler. Like, right? He's he's, he's one of the other people we know in the show. Butler always <laughs> um, did it. Yeah. It was funny in this episode when he, you know, he walks out to give away the eggs. And um, at the beginning, he has the mask on. When he walked out and he's in the pure white, I was thinking like, oh, like the butler guy kind of wears an <laughs> outfit like that. Like, oh, that's interesting. And then we get to see the butler later. And I'm like, oh, no, the jacket's a little bit different. It's, it's <laughs> not him. <laughs> and then it turns out to actually be him at the end. <laughs> All sorts of good swerves. Yeah, definitely. I'm surprised we got that reveal this early. I figured that was going to be like a last episode of the show. He takes his mask off type deal. I, I didn't expect it this fast. I mean, like a lot of things, like some of the timings seem kind of weird. But yeah, like I didn't expect him to be like, hey, this is me. We're yeah. nine of 40 episodes in. Do, do you watch the um, like... On on the next episode, like little previews at the end of these things. No, because that in in the attempt of 
trying to keep my reactions as <laughs> normal as possible or not. I mean, like we're not talking over it live, so it doesn't really matter as much, I guess. But I'd rather just be like surprised what the next episode is. Then, so normally <clears> I, I take that approach as well. Try to try to maintain the sanctity of the episodes and not watch the uh, the preview. But this time. I was so excited about like maybe the nature of Geetz's wish and what the new world might be that I did watch it. And there was a, there's a brief moment in the, uh, in the preview. Most of it's just like fighting and not really like it doesn't re- reveal too much. But there's a brief moment where they show a scene where the Butler guy, the game master without a mask on is having dinner with both Suyomi and uh, Ace, they're sitting at a table together, and it looks like in like a house or something. So, so they're, so they're probably pissed off about his pick. So they're gonna have that little sit down meal, perhaps, to discuss. Hey, man, we probably shouldn't do it this way. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wondered if that was the case. Like, if it wasn't just like mm, your wish is a little too too much. We need to do something different. I don't know. Um, but it it had me intrigued. It was it was the perfect teaser because it told me nothing, and it just left me like speculating in all different random directions. Yeah, so pretty much the point I always stop of what we're when we're watching is at the end of every episode they have the DGP rules, which is yeah. pretty much like a one or two sentence summary of what happened in the episode or what you need to remotely take away from it. Yeah, like the one where Mary died. Like the DGP rule at the end was if someone is killed in the game, they die in real life. They can't come back. Blah blah blah. Like this one was just like when the wish is granted, the world is rebuilt. So it just reminds you like, hey, you watch this whole thing. And by the way, this is what happened. Like the wish was granted. The world's getting rebuilt. Everyone's memories are reset for next time. Yep. But that's always my stopping point. Yeah. That, that like I said, generally is where, where I've been stopping too. But I was just I was just too jazzed about about the next episode. <laughs> those those rules at the end too are like they remind me so much of the Death Note. I don't, have you ever watched or read Death Note? I always wanted to, but I'm not good at following up on things to be honest with you. So I never <laughs> actually like got to it. It actually isn't it's not super long in the manga. I think it's like twelve volumes, which isn't isn't too bad as far as manga goes. Um and it's it's pretty fun throughout. But they they do that same conceit where they kind of set up the general rules of the Death Note, but then they give you further rules as it goes in like exactly that same form of like like the owner of the death note will blah 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 and it'll be like kind of written out by hand. i gotcha okay <laughs> so yeah that's that's what i think of every time that pops up in the episode all right so any other predictions about about the new world anything we'll see next episode i think the main one is just gonna have to be like i guess geese wants to be the boss now like I, like talking it out and trying to figure out what could piss them off so much I really yeah. feel like it has to be something like I want to be the boss now. Do do you think we, even if it isn't like the next episode, maybe the, maybe they spend an episode like discussing it and like negotiating his wish. Do you think another game starts like right away? Like, like do we, do we jump back into a regular game and like back into everybody fighting? Maybe one down one, like the next one we well, said you saw fighting. So I guess I kind of, I guess something oh, yeah. will happen. Yeah, but yeah like there, I would think. So yeah, I guess it starts quicker. But yeah, like I would have thought, like maybe one side one of like start rebuilding the lore again for the setup for the whole next round of games. But I mean, they still could. It's still could be like fifteen minutes of them saying like we can't do it this way. Go home and figure it out. 
yeah. I would assume we would see Kawa still home being a normal boy, him and Sarah stuff. So I think it'll be more of a talking episode than a driving the game part. <laughs> I hope so. I, I, th- these last two episodes have been good and there's been like, there's still been like revelations like, Oh, my parents were killed by a Giamato and who the game master is and stuff like that. But it's been pretty action focused, which has been fun, but it'll be nice to have uh, like if, if they do it a slower, like talking episode and kind of like the interlude, that would be cool. Yeah. Do you think Kawa's back the next time? The next, so we didn't see him really at all this episode. Are we going to see him in the next episode? I think we'll see him after restarting the game. Like obviously, the game master guy was excited about him learning to be a hero. Yeah. So I feel like he has to come back right away for the next one. Like, hey, you learned your shit from the last game. Now's your chance again. Let's keep, let's keep going here. Let's keep rolling. Or maybe him and Sarah both go together to make it a little more interesting for the end of the game kind of deal. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm so, if it is just him coming back, I'm so interested in like, where do you go with his arc now? Since he had (laughs) his big, his big hero moment, you know, he had the big ride off into the sunset. Like, yeah. Like what's his motivation? Like, how does he behave? Um, once he kind of goes like super saiyan <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see or, or shit, even like i would assume buffa has to come back too like he didn't oh yeah especially with like the speech that geats gave him like you know like hey you gotta stay alive and you can you can win eventually keep keep working at it kid <laughs> i so, think i think we'll definitely see buffa more yeah so especially to like so it was a couple episodes ago we were trying to, I call it crunch the numbers and figure out like how many games will be on the show. And at some point our conversation was like, I feel like everyone has to win once. So if we're going to do nine or 10 episodes a game, that's enough for four games over the entire series. And if yep. Geats won his again, that can let Buffa, uh, Neon, and Kawa win one still. And I would think for it to work, either Buffa or Neon next, and then Buffa or Neon after that, and then KO wins the one at the end overall. <laughs> call, call in your shot. Okay. We'll, we'll, call we'll my check. shot now. <laughs> check and see how close you are. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm pumped about episode 10. Excited to see where this stuff goes. And um I think it's a cool spot because I yeah, I genuinely don't know the answer to any of these questions. Even after like watching a little bit of a preview for the next episode there for a few seconds, like I'm still completely lost, have no possible clue what's <laughs> going to happen. So um, that's yeah, that's certainly been fun with this series for sure. So that's going to do it for us for this episode. That is Common Rider Geats episode uh, nine here. Uh, if you want to catch up with all of our past episodes, you can do that. Just search for The Comment Writers, either in your favorite podcast app or on YouTube to find the video version. Uh, it's also on the YouTube account, uh, Pretty Dece, to find it there. And also, you can follow us on the internet if, you know, the internet still exists by the time you're listening to this. Toby, where can the people find you? On Twitter, it's at Life of Tobes, T-O-B-E-S. And on YouTube, you can find me at Tobes Plays where I play all sorts of ridiculous games for way too long periods of time. You're, you're the, we talked about the preeminent expert 
of Like a Dragon, and and of course adding now Kingdom Hearts to that list for you. The end of Kingdom Hearts. So by the time people go to watch, the panel list comes out, Josh. Uh, big game Spider-Man, but new Spider-Man comes out as of this recording tomorrow on the personal computer. So possibly by the time this episode drops, I will be playing the new Spider-Man. Are you doing uh, Are you doing any Pokemon streaming or is that just personal side gaming? That's probably going to be personal you and me downtime stuff. Okay, cool. Not not, like, not streaming, but but video recording. I'm I'm an old man and don't know the right word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, you can find me on uh, Twitter if that still exists by the time you're hearing this. Uh, Twitter.com/slash/prettydecejosh is my handle. I forgot it for a second there. P r e t t y d e c e j o s h. We got there. Um, like I said, you can also check out the uh, YouTube channel, Pretty Dece. And uh, whatever other social media that you search for Pretty Dece on, I, I might be there too. Who knows? You're but all over again, the place. <laughs> I am. I am in nothing if not prolific <laughs> online. <laughs> I don't. I don't get online. I stay online. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back for next episode of Common Rider Geats, and we'll be ready for a new world. Taking shots at the enemy I'm gonna make it to the top, leave a legacy If I got something to say, you better let me speak Turn it up a new degree, bitch, you ain't seen anything I pop off with the new rock Electronic 